Hey, everybody. Welcome to our daily podcast here. Pastor Tim Karskat, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast. So glad you're with us. We started a word this week of where we are and why the shaking's going on. So let's talk about the process of enduring. If we will, He will. And He will allow us to reign with Him. All right, let's, let's listen in. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. all of my You came back. Welcome. I didn't know if you'd make it back today after that teaching yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I know it's an important teaching because of what God's taken us through, and you and I both need to hear it. Well, it is the 15th day of December 2022. We're rushing toward Hanukkah and the holidays here uh, on the biblical calendar. We're excited about that. I pray you are as well in this season. Now, this teaching started this week when God showed me to speak into the shakings that were coming in. This was kind of birthed in me through one, some experiences I had, but two, the Dutch sheet, I'm not Dutch sheets, I'm sorry. Chuck Pierce had a word about the boiling pot and how God showed him that God is putting a pot on the, on the stove to heat things up for the next five months. And that's where we are right now. And we must be ready. I gave you the dream that I had about uh, us turning the corner and storm waves coming, and we have to be in the ark of the boat of the Lord, the safety of God. And if we will be in his ark, we can ride out the coming storm and then help rescue many who are shipwrecked in this season. So God has a great plan. I want to say that to you. He has a phenomenal plan for us so for us to be successful. Our, our responsibility is to embrace what he's doing in our life. And I, I don't know how else to say it. Are you there? Are you at a place where you're trusting God of what he said he's going to do in you and through you in this hour? And so that's where we have been pushing you this week, try to get you to that place that God would do that for you. So let's pick up where we left off yesterday on this beautiful message of enduring through the trial and see what the Lord is going to speak to us through this whole crisis. Are you ready? Okay, let's talk about why we're going through the test. What are tests that we have to go through? One very simple outline is found in Matthew 13. It's a parable that you know very well about the sower and the seed. And Jesus speaks about the different kinds of soil represented the different kind of a person who hears the word of God. So describing how some seed falls by the wayside and devoured by birds before it can enter the ground and other seeds on the rocky ground and among the thorns. And Jesus explains the type of person represented by each of the situations. And that's what it says in Matthew 13, 19, I'm sorry. When anyone hears a word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. 
that he has not received the seed by the way that this is he who received the seed by the wayside. The seed never gains entrance into this person's life at all, but it just lies on the ground until a bird comes along and picks it up. Jesus then goes on to describe the two kinds of persons who did receive the seed and begin to produce the fruit. However, the fruit eventually came to nothing because they failed to pass the test, get, listen to me, to which they were subjected. The first group were those who had stony places. The second group were those who had thorns. You know the scripture very well about what it talks about that. They, they, they didn't endure all the way to the end. They stumbled. And then they had the cares of life, of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word, and he becomes unfruitful, the scripture tells us. Very simply stated, there are two kinds of tests. Listen to me. When life is too hard and when life is too easy, the first test is persecution. The second test is prosperity. I know I've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate it again. Some people cannot stand the persecution. Some cannot stand the prosperity. It doesn't make sense. I had a young man once that he was a drug addict, and we'd get him cleaned up, and then he'd prosper, and he'd go back to drugs. And I said, man, what is your problem? I was like, every time you prosper, you crash. And his issue was unworthiness. He didn't feel like he deserved to be prospering because he'd messed up. So we all have our issues. Some people can make it when they are persecuted, but when God blesses them, they, whatever, they fall apart. They get wrapped up in those things of the world and not in the kingdom of God, rather than the kingdom that God sets before them. Then there are others who receive the word with joy, speak in tongues, give their testimony everywhere, prophesy, and they bask in the blessings of God. But a few months later, they can't find their way because the moment opposition came, they just wilted away. The truth is, we have to endure both tests. We will be tested by tribulation, listen to me, and also by success. We must hold out through both of those. And we want you to have a breakthrough in those areas. So as we go into this next season, the first thing you've got to have is a, is a wholehearted, full belief and commitment that that Jesus Christ is going to carry you through this season. You've got to hold on to that without reservations. Just that whole thing. If we endure, we will reign. If we deny, he will deny us. This is the normal Christian walk. And this is how we walk it out. And there is a place that we have to understand. Remember in Acts 11, where it says Barnabas said to the new group of Christians who are in Antioch, he said, when he came and he had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. The key phrases there is purpose of heart. You know what that represents? That indicates what the Lord's saying here, that you must really make up your mind to stick with the Lord regardless. If your friends don't, you will. Even your family doesn't, you will. This is the purpose of heart we have to have. Then we go on in, in 1422, Barnabas and Paul are exhorting the new converts the same way. He said, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. New converts need to know this. I think we, make, we do a, a disservice to them by not telling them that. There is no other way into the kingdom of God except through tribulation. There's no other way. 
I understand the kingdom of God and, 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 I, and the two senses of it. I get it. There's a future kingdom which Jesus will bring and establish, but there's also a kingdom that we enter to and live in now. And it's through much tribulation that we come into the kingdom living. We will be subject to pressure in every area of our lives. And I told our people Sunday, with this boiling pot that's coming on us right now, we are going to be tested in your marriage, your family, your job, everywhere you go. So I don't come to me or come to anybody like me and say, well, I just didn't know this was going to happen. We're telling you. So when people come to the Lord, we owe it to them to warn them <laughs> that we're going to go into this kingdom living. This is going to be part of a tribulation opposition. It's unfair to tell to, to tell a new convert that when they come to Jesus, all their problems are going to go away. It's not true. In fact is we have problems as Christians that, that they never had before they ever existed, before they knew they existed. A commitment in the Lord is necessary to endure these trials. So what do we do? We focus on the eternal. We focus uh, on what is God has for us for the future. Uh, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. when he talks about Moses, he said he grew up in Egypt destined to inherit the throne as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had an education, he had wealth, he had social privilege. In fact, everything the world could offer. But at the age of 40, he turned his back on it. He fled into Egypt, from Egypt, I'm sorry say, and he spent the next 40 years looking for a few sheep in the backside of the, of the desert. And the verse says of Moses, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. This is the essence of endurance, seeing him who is invisible. Can you do that? I'm trying right now. I'm trying to help you get to that place. Faith is a facility that enables us to see that which is invisible. It's related to the unseen, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11, 1 talks about if we are to, to, to endure, like this scripture says, the unseen world must be more real to us than what is seen. I have to remind myself, we shared it this weekend. You know, we've been praying for our city for 26 years. I have been, that God would give us a city. And then somebody in our congregation I've been walking with those 26 years just became the mayor of our, our community. And not saying that's going to change the world, but this is a, the reward of endurance, where we're, we're getting authority in the kingdom. Otherwise, if we didn't have this, we would fall in love with the world system and turn our back on the unseen realities of God's kingdom. In 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18, it says, For our light affliction is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal, hear that, weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are seen or not seen are eternal. It's important that you see the affliction only works out God's purpose for us if we keep our eyes on the unseen. If you lose sight of the unseen, you will fall in the trial and you will give in to the cares of life. The unseen is the eternal and it does not change. So spend time in your word. Meditate on the word of God. Live in it. Breathe it. Understand what God has planned for you. Get into you know Psalms 139 about his plans to prosper you. I mean, he has a, he has a whole purpose of you. His thoughts are ever for you. You cannot give up. That's another principle. You need this commitment 
Don't grow weary in well-doing. In due season, you reap a harvest. You don't give up. And I've had to live that out recently more than ever before. And I think that's one of the devil's, you know, tricks that he does for us. He tells us we're a failure. You might as well give up because God has given up on you. Don't believe him. He's a liar. Da, da, da. You know, all these different things. But do what David did in Psalm 37. He said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I always, I love that passage. Because it tells me that even when I fall, God's going to pick me back up. And I have been picked up so many times. I I think uh, I'm God's pickup, you know. (laughs) Remember, if you fall, he will not cast you down. Because why are you falling? You're falling as you're moving forward. You're trying to obtain something. You're trying to endure. So David knew that. Even though he had fallen terribly and tragically, you know, in, the, in, the, in adultery, God forgave him and restored him. Even when you fall, don't give up. God will pick you back up. And there was a man in the New Testament who fell too. His name was Peter. We all understand what happened to Peter. And he denied Christ three times. And then the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. I want you to catch that. Jesus did not pray that Peter would not deny him, but that his faith would not fail. Jesus was saying to Peter, even though you deny me, your faith will not fail. You will fail but you will get up again in the same way. And if you fall, just stretch out your hand by faith and I'll pick you back up. Don't give up. The Lord has not given up on you. That's a word for somebody here today. Take that. Keep your eyes on the prize. Second Timothy four, eight. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on the day of judgment. Paul was awaiting trial when he gave that. I want you to catch this. No matter what you're going, it's not the last word. There's going to be another judgment day, a prize-giving day. A judge will be absolutely just. So for us, rather than being surprised by the trials, let us understand that God is working in us. If we stand the test, we will come out as refined gold. Oh, that's what I want. Buy from me gold. You know, that's where we think we're rich and in need of nothing, but we're naked, we're poor and blind. We must buy from him. All right, that's my message. And this is stuff I've studied for years. Uh, I I don't like it wholly in the sense of, of the my flesh doesn't, but my spirit does. I pray you do too. Father, I pray for everybody listening today. That now you say why you're doing it, Lord, but now you give us how to do it. And we, were not, we will not give up. We're going to hold on all the days of our life. We refuse to believe the lies of the devil, that we're not loved. And we accept that we are loved and that God is preparing us to reign with him, to sit with him on his throne. Thank you for these people, God, that you're given to the kingdom for a time such as this what to be used for your purposes. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, come back tomorrow. It's Supernatural Friday. As we have our Shabbat Shalom podcast. Well, thanks again for listening. Again, thank you for those who sowed into our staff offering. 
We talked about that last week. And if you weren't able to give, just go to our website, ChristianCenterStreetPort.com, or our app, and put give. And just put staff uh, Christmas party, I mean Christmas offering, whatever you want to call it. And they'll receive that. Our whole staff will. We have about 10 staff members, and we wanted to bless them this year. Keep listening to us on all our platforms, and please share these podcasts with your friends. We're so thankful that this part of our ministry has been a blessing to you, and you are to us. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.